welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey everyone, Sheldon Kay here, show manager of Mobile Tech Expo. It's hard to believe we're only two weeks away from Mobile Tech Las Vegas, happening September 5th through 7th at the South Point Hotel and Casino. I hope you're as excited as I am. We have some really cool stuff going on. Randy Doyle is going to do a keynote. We have lots of education sessions. We have hands-on tools in the tool time area where you can try out the buffers and polishes right on a real car. Lots of cool things, lots of exhibitors, lots of fun. I hope to see you all there at the Pints and Polishing Happy Hour happening Friday after the show. Cheers. Have a great night. Hey, what's up, detailers? Welcome to another edition of the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This edition is... Sit down, take your headphones out, put your polisher down. If you're walking the dog, go ahead and get one of those automated bots and let them walk the dog. (laughs) Side note, super proud of my youngest daughter this summer. um, I've really been trying to teach them how they could, instead of just wanting something, how they could not necessarily always work for it, because when they go to my mom's, they have to work. <laughs> but it's like, what can you do to build it, something that you sell? And when you sell, then you make money. And my youngest daughter decided one day she was going to go around because there's a lot of elderly people in my mom's neighborhood. And since she walks a dog for my mom, sometimes she said, hey, what if I go knock on doors and ask people if I can walk their dog for $3. Nicely done, baby. I like that. So on that note, chased a little squirrel there. We are talking today about building the business. All right. So we're not going to be discussing how to polish paint better or how to um, you know, what tool to use or what concept, you know, it's none of that, right? So that's what I'm saying. Put everything down, um, dive into this with the mindset of, okay, I've got an opportunity. Take a little breath. If we look at the market, our market as a country is up, right? We don't know if it's going to stay up. A lot of people say we're due for another recession. Um, don't know. Not good at that stuff. I do know that I've been through one and business gets very tough when not everybody has as much money as they did have, okay? Our business, your business, our industry's business is a service that is not needed. It is a commodity service. When people struggle with money, they immediately start cutting out their commodities. When I've struggled and I've had to budget down to the very penny. I cut out everything I don't need. And a lot of that stuff is commodities. What we really need is we need a roof over our head. We need food. We need water and we need people, right? Services become a commodity. So we've got to understand that right now we might not have in one to two, 
maybe four years, you know, we don't know when that's coming, but a lot of projections are that it's coming. So how can we prepare for that? Right? One way to prepare is to start to set back, but a big way to prepare is to go as hard as you can right now when it's so good. Right? So on that note, I had dad's detail, um, want to chat about their business, want to chat about um, how they can grow their business and why they weren't really growing as fast as he wanted to grow, right? So he reached out to me on IG, tell everybody to um, help out every way I can. So you can find us at Total Auto Solutions. You can find DJ at DJ Patterson or at Pints Polishing Podcast, right? So any questions, whatever we can do to help you guys out. This is, this episode is my discussion with dads. Grab yourself a pint and enjoy. What's going on, sir? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm all right, not too bad. Busy day? No, that's why I'm bugging you. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. I mean, I had a spur there where I was posting and I was getting, you know, two, three calls a day and then that kind of slowed down and... I went two weeks where I had, you know, two to three appointments a day. And then right now, I don't have anything right now. Yeah, so you're going through a little bit of a slump. Right, right, yeah. right. Just trying to get through it, you know. But I'm trying to, I, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing, to be honest with you. I just snap a couple pictures and I don't even know what to say because I post like every day. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there in it with you. I'm not a social media guru. I can just kind of tell you what I've learned and what we've put into practice and kind of the results that that we've gotten. So um, you wanted to kind of you you wanted some help on marketing. So, you know, give me a little bit more background. Like you said, you know, you'll make a post a day, but walk me through that. Like what's that process look like? Well, I mean, any car that we get in here, you know, I'll take a little snap of before and after. So I have a Google profile that I've been utilizing. Uh, Now, again, I've never really focused on marketing or even have a budget for marketing. So everything I'm doing is free. I'm not spending a dime. Um, So I I got this Google profile um, and I I went ahead and I filled it out and built it. And then they offered you a a free website. So... I went and um, I built it through there and and I started posting pictures there and making sure people are going uh, when they want to because every customer that comes through here, I always tell them, you know, go on Google. If you you feel we earned a five star and we got a good review, can you please, you know, go on Google and leave us a review? So some people do it. I mean, I think I only got like 18 five stars right now um, out of all the cars we've done. No, I've never been a big social media guy. I kind of didn't believe in it to begin with. I was fooled and blindfolded to doing used cars all the time. But I never gave myself the time to go after social media. But basically, a car comes in, I take before and after, and I'll, you know, load them up. I'll edit them, you know, obviously put our logo on, and then uh, do a post. 
uh, Instagram, which is linked to our Facebook, and then goes to Facebook, and then I'll separately upload those pictures to our Google profile or our Google website, whatever you want to call it. So, and then just kind of go from there. Well, That's pretty much all I do. I don't really do anything else. I don't know what else to do. I kind of just count on that to get calls or whatever, you know, or appointments booked, so things like that. And how does that happen? You leave your phone number or what? I mean, I leave my phone number. I put a link uh, since I use uh, Square. Um, I use the Square calendar, so they offered a uh, link to be able to book. So I have a book button on Instagram and a book button for our Google profile or our Google it, website, I guess. And that's the um, that's the Square appointment thing, right? Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Yes. We have that too. It it, it works yep. pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I actually called. Uh, uh, DJ is the one that told me about it because I'm like, hey man, I, again, I just started utilizing all this maybe about two and a half months ago. Um, I started the business thinking that there was money doing used cars, and I would say 80 to 90 percent of my business up to two months was nothing but used cars. So when, when you say used cars, what do you mean? Car lots. Car lots. So. Use cars from dealerships. Okay, so so say that again. Tell me, tell me. Trade-ins. No, no, no. Tell me your. Tell me that timeline again. Oh, up to two months ago. I mean, I've been in business now going on ten years, and up to two and a half months ago, um, I basically, I believe, as I call it, I was shackled to basically. That's where I thought the money was. Used cars, because it's everyday work. It's everyday. Steady. It's steady work. Steady. Yeah. Right. Steady work. Steady work, but not paid the way it should be paid. It's production. Right. Production. Yeah. Right. But see, the way my mind works and how my work ethic and the way I am is I can do a half ass detail because it's a used car. 100%. I totally agree. I just mean the, the style of business that you created was... Um, production work from dealerships right okay right and, and they were getting you know and so the past built. two months the cars that you've been posting for social media are they those cars no these are all personals yes okay these are all personal okay yes. so the past two months have been what we would call those like a retail customer yes retail customers yes okay yeah retail customers yes that's correct. And so you've been posting, you're getting one car a day? How many a day? On average, yeah, on a good week, I'll get one to two. Uh, at first, you know, when we started pushing the social media, uh, we we were getting, you know, because I, I wasn't booking appointments online yet. So I kept posting my phone number and people kept calling and calling and calling. So, um now that I just do book your appointment, because you know some people, I've had appointments where I don't meet the customer until they're at my door. Yeah, isn't that the best? So, yes, I love that. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. You know, I have my pricing on the website, uh, the packages that they can, you know, they can select. They know what they want. Uh, we kind of go from there. I do have it there as starting prices, and I do let them know when I confirm the appointment that these are starting. Uh, the condition, the prices are based on new to semi-new condition of vehicles. 
so things like that. I try to screen the customer before they come in, uh, just so there's no surprises for them or surprises for us when they show up. How much higher are your retail prices versus your wholesale prices? Uh, pretty much double. Okay. Double. Sometimes even triple, depending on the size of the vehicle. See, they're used to here in Denver. I'm not going to generalize everywhere else, but they are from what I have, what I have encountered in the last nine years of doing uh, wholesale cars, I guess, if you like to call them, these dealership cars, used cars, whatever. Um, they like their flat rate. They don't want to give you on a, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So yep. basically... Um, you get a car that could be, you know, yep. uh, a minivan that has science projects, you know, growing in the back, and, and it doesn't matter. You yep. can pay the same. Or a Prius so, that they already bought off the auction and just needs a fluff. So Right. Yeah. But see, the way they work is the, the fluff cars, for the majority of them, they keep those. Well, yeah, I get those, it. I'm just saying, I was just meaning, like, you take some bad ones, you take some good ones, but, yeah, you're right. If if there's, a dealership's no outsourcing you the bad, yeah, they're basically <laughs> yeah. s sending you all the bad ones. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're so there. you're yeah. you're working extra hard for less money per car. And double the material. Yes. But it's but it's steady, regular, paycheck, paycheck work. When you're going out to the retail, it's it's not steady. You're actually having to learn marketing in a different right. format. Right. And if you're going to charge triple, you're, you're going to have to create the value for triple. Just because somebody right. works at a dealership, right. you know, they, they're still demanding a, a value the same as somebody off the street. Right. But with less pay. Well, my point is the people off the street still demand a value. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I understand. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my point. Like both yeah, yeah, no, both are gonna create want value. Right. When you wholesale, you just have to charge less because it's wholesale. It's just it's just the way it is. Right. Um, exactly. With retail, but you're not, it's but you're a, not it, talking a twenty percent or a, or a thirty percent discount. You're talking, you know, fifty. They want a fifty to sixty percent discount from what the retail value actually is. Oh yeah, you know I mean? no. I trust me. I get it. I get it. But I it's this—it's the same. In Denver, from what I've experienced, uh, they will pay you no more than. I mean, you're lucky if you're getting hundred and fifty dollars for. A car. Yeah, it's you know? that's just the market, man. That's the right. same way here. We there's right. the places that we've done it for are a hundred or hundred and twenty-five. Right. But if you need some cars, you need some cars. Like I mean, it's that's just that's just the way that model is. Right. Um, I really wish it wasn't that way, though. But I understand it is what it is, and you gotta go. With I, it. I wish it wasn't either. But you know, big dealerships, they, it's just the way the whole industry is, from little dealerships to big dealerships. You right. know, big dealerships don't want to spend money either. Right. Is it, well, I mean, see, the issue here with big dealerships, my problem's been is they've always been small dealerships because the bigger dealerships have in-house or they have, right. you have to go through the big, you know, you got the auto nations or the, but they don't uh, want to spend money on those guys either. That, they don't want to spend that money. Was my point. They, that was no, my point. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they, and so it's hard for us to get in there. Well, See, no, I just mean in general, like yeah. not even outsource, like even they don't, they wouldn't spend the hundred bucks on the guys that are in in-house. 
in-house, in-house. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like either way, I'm just saying like dealerships in general are never going to want to pay for right. detail. Like they just don't. Right. It's something right. in their blood that they hate. Right. <laughs> they and they just don't do, and it's it is very frustrating. Which is crazy, which is crazy to me, but I mean, call me crazy for the way I'm thinking about it. Is but at the end of the day, they're not even paying the detail or any recon done to the car because it's the customer at the end of the day paying you know overpaying for a car but that they figure the less they spend to recon the car the more money is in their pocket that's really what it boils down that's to. what it boils down to and they don't the realize that it's right. it's really funny how they don't realize if if you went into let's say let's just say walmart right mm-hmm. you're going to yep. walmart you you don't find stuff half ass done. You don't find right. stuff that's still dirty. You don't find right. stuff that doesn't look the best. Whatever right. product that they're going to put out, it's going to be clean. It's going to be properly positioned. Everything's going to be right. done the right way. And dealerships, right. it's like guys, you're selling a product, right. and you don't want to have it professionally clean before you sell it. Like right. I, it just it blows my mind. Oh, it blows me. Uh, tell me about. It. I've had customers buy cars that literally just came from the auction they did a uh uh-huh. they safety inspected it they did yeah. an emissions on it and, and they turn around and i'm like how the hell do you buy a dirty car yeah like, there's no way in my right mind or even if it was screwed up mine that i would ever buy a used car i mean i've bought used cars but i i wouldn't buy it to where it's like oh you just got it from the okay i'll mm-hmm. take it I mean, are you kidding me? Like, I don't understand how that mentality works. Well, I mean, that's why I think there's multiple reasons why dealerships are leaving themselves open to uh, groups like Carnivana, you know, and the new new way of buying cars. I mean, there's reasons why that these companies are coming out because dealerships haven't really done a great job at servicing, you know, the way it goes. The amount of money that they could make just by having a good paid staff Right. and produce more volume by paying their staff right. more i mean right. it's just retarded anyway right. we didn't mean to jump down that uh i know that rabbit, that rabbit hole but so so you're two to three you're two to three times higher on so what does that mean that means 250 to 400 for just a detail yes so okay so here here's my deal it's 100 so basically to break it down to you for an interior detail on a sedan four-door is $189.99 to start, to start, okay? Um, all it goes all the way up to $299 for an interior. So depending on, obviously, I don't have platinum, I don't have silver, gold, whatever. I don't really give a shit about that, excuse my language. Basically, I care about the condition of the car and how big your car is. That's what you're going to pay. Um, every car gets the same treatment. Um, I keep it everything standard is to give you uh, a good quality car when you get back, when you get it back. So I don't, the only thing I charge extra for would be pet hair removal and basically uh, like super heavy, heavy staining or, you know, if there's vomit or anything like that. I really stay away from biohazard cars and I won't do them, but. Um, that's really the only extra charge that I have. So that's what I start my details at is $189.99 for an interior. Uh, and then obviously it goes from there, whatever they want to do. 
Oh, so you don't really have any packages. It's they come in, they get their interior done, and then what? You try and upsell them on getting the outside done? No, no, no. I have them. I have them separated uh, because a lot of people were thinking that they had to get the whole car done. So what I've done is basically just uh, they. Ha- I have it in two different uh, two different uh, packages. I may give give if they want uh both i may give them a you know 20 or 30 dollar discount basically so an exterior i start them at for a small again sedan car um it's 149.99 that's what i started so do you have people that say hey i just like i want a full detail inside and out yes i do but I would say 70% of the people that are coming through here only want an interior done. They really don't do much about the exterior. Why do you think that is? Uh, I try to educate the customer to let them know to protect their vehicle, but some just don't want to spend the money and they really just care about, you know, um, just getting their inside done because that's really their main concern and focus on it. I've done two Do you? specific ones that I can remember off the top of my head that were exteriors only, but that's because that was the uh, Black Forerunner that I posted last week where it was all scratched up. The guy went up to the mountains and got off the trail and just completely destroyed the outside of his car. Um, but he didn't even want, he's like, even though the car was dusty and you know could have used an interior detail, um, I think what I charged him on the outside, he was, you know, he didn't even want to do the, 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 the Y wax. And I said, dude, I will drop it down to $99. I normally charge 149 for this, but I'll do it for 99 since I'm already going that far into the car. And he's like, no, that's okay. Um, you know, this is kind of already hurting my pockets, but I need to get it done because it looks like shit. So that's basically what I got. Yeah. Um, what is in your exterior package for one forty nine? My exterior package is basically a decon uh, of the paint. Uh, we run the uh, clay towel through. Uh, obviously, wheels, wheel wells, door jams, uh, windows, and then we'll do a. Uh, single stage polish just a quick polish and a hemp and a wax that's basically it okay which is that a lot do you think the, the polishing is a lot for oh man that's not uh that's that's really hard a lot of guys will ask hey what you know is this a good price like it really completely depends on your market I mean, right. you know, we're we're going to be doing the training class this weekend in um, Oklahoma City, Edmond area, which is yeah. extremely wealthy. It's a very right. very wealthy area, and one of the the guys that's coming over is Darren from Route sixty six. He lives in Chandler, which is a town of sixteen hundred people. Mm-hmm. So so what's going to be very interesting is the dynamic of right. an Edmond type place with one of our biggest installers who installs in a town of 1600 people but he buys uh 
Jeez, I mean, I don't, it's not even what he buys. Let me just go over what he does. He is almost automatically doing one to three coatings a day in a town of 1,600 people. That's insane. It's insane. And, and, well, yeah, it is very good for him. And, and, and what, why does he do that is what we're really going to press into. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll try and record as much as I can. Um, but you know, I, I, cause I don't, I don't sit at his shop and watch how he does it. So I really want him to explain it, but, but just from talking to him, what he does is he creates a massive value for the customer, right? You're not going to be able to, how do you get somebody that's about to go drive down a dirt road to pay you to put a coating on? Like, how does that happen, Darren? And, and that's, you know, that's what we'll really be curious to ask because and I and I refer to him a lot, and we call him Superman just because one of the first times I met him, he was wearing a Superman shirt. Um, and we refer to him a lot because when people say that, well, just the customers don't, I go, well, let me show you somebody that has proven customers do. Yeah, no So, sure. you know, a lot of it is mentality. And so one of the questions I was going to ask is, you know, when, when that guy said he didn't want um, – you know, the coding and when other people's have said no, I mean, do you feel that they should get it for protection or do you sell it as trying to sell it to them, you know, as a product? No, no, I always do it as protection. Um, I never upsell a customer to try to just to get their money uh, because I'm pretty confident with the way they get treated and the quality that we provide that they come back you know, that they'll come back. And I've seen familiar faces and it's happened where I've had customers now for, you know, the last six years, you know, where they just come back, uh, whether it's for a window tint or whether it's for uh, a detail, you know, because I get that a lot. Um, I, I make it a point to be very customer service, uh, you know, oriented to to give them the service and give them that wow factor with their car to where they're pleased and they're going to come back with to use us. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's always that's always my goal. So when I when I sell a customer or tell them about a product, it isn't to just tell them, hey, oh, you, I think you really need this. Um, I always tell them because of what we go through here in our seasons and the stuff they put on the road. Um, you know, it's kind of beneficial to have some type of coverage. Um, I always even offer, you know, to, if they don't have their vehicle coated or why wax, you know, which would last, you know, eight to eight months to a year. Um, I would, I always tell them, Hey, um, you know, bring your car in, you know, at least try to bring your car in every six months, you know, beginning of summer and at the end of winter or whatever, you know, so, so you can keep, you know, your investment going and, and, you know, cause there's a lot of stuff that they, they throw that mad chloride out here quite a bit in the winter. So I've personally had experience with that stuff where I've had to get my tires, you know, uh, they were leaking because the beat of the tire was completely <coughs> eaten away by that chemical, you know what I mean? So um, I don't just sell just to sell because I want the, the money. I do it so they have, you know, I, I, I go into detail to break down what they're actually, what they would get and how the vehicle would be protected. So Okay. 
All right, so when you were doing that discussion... But getting that commitment to get them to, like, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get it. When, when, you, when you do that discussion with your customer, are you, are you saying the things to them or are you asking them questions? No, I think, yeah, I think for the most part, I'm the one doing the talking instead of asking questions. Okay. So one of the first things that I had to learn when I got into sales, um, you know, I'd transitioning from running a mobile detail to learning how to sell people stuff is it's, it's a, it's a bit of a transition. I I've never been huge on, which is probably why I'm weak at sales. I've never been huge either on, you know, like pushing somebody, um, you know, I, I never wanted to be a used car salesman esque, you know, in a sense. Uh, but, but it's interesting the guys that are, and I don't mean they're shady. I just mean, you know, there's just that tenacity, you know, those guys, oh, yeah, are, they're pushy. Yeah, if, if they're pushy, they, they usually get the sale. You know, the, the majority yeah. of at-bats that they take, they win. Right. Um, right. We, 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 we've lost locally in our business mm. to a guy that is phenomenal salesman. Never right. cleaned a car in his life, but he can fucking tell you how to do it. And, um, <laughs> right. you know, we've, we've lost some accounts to that. So, right. you know, you got to first look at your skill level. And we want to say that customers aren't coming in, but, you know, that that's always been a struggle for me. And I, I had to learn that just that that moment of why aren't customers coming in? I have this business. So imagine building, you know, going going through the process of of getting to the point of opening up a car wash detail shop where I'm 23, 24 years old and I have about a 20% ownership and I'm like, fuck yeah, life is going to be amazing. And, and for six months, nobody came in. Like literally no one came in. I would sit, you know, I was used to just blowing ass going all 90 miles an hour mobile detailing all day and power washing at night and then found myself sitting in this bay staring at the sky going what the hell is going on here yeah that's kind of where i'm at right now right and and i think that generates for me just there's this bit of a notion that if you build it they will come um just because we have a business just because we put a logo on something Right. We expect and we think that because we are great that well, customers should just show up. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. Right, but it just somewhere it's ingrained into us, right? Right. You know, it yeah, just yeah, yeah. It, it is like how come these people aren't coming in? Well, it, it goes one of the things I'm really been learning a lot lately as I try and push forward on stuff is learning how weak I am at things, and maybe the things that I want to happen aren't happening because of me. And so maybe at that point where you're doing those, you know, the, the discussions with your customer, maybe you should have your wife have some, you know, write down what they normally tell you no on and then go home and practice on what to say to get to the right answer. Because it, we, we a lot of times don't like somebody to tell us or sell us. We many times like to be, you know, feel that, to me, the best salesman is the one that asked me what I needed and then met that need instead of just telling me what I wanted. Like, right, well, right, right. I don't know why I want it. But right. but if you ask me, hey, you know, 
Have you ever seen the effects of mac chloride? Oh, let me tell you, you know, this time and, and then you put in your story. Hey, have you ever seen this on your car? Hey, have you ever walked out and you wish that it didn't have these spots or you wish that after it rained here in Denver, you know, we get those random rains. Have you ever wished that your car doesn't look as bad? Yep. Okay. Well, I've got this product for you that I know it does this. It protects mad chloride. I know it will do this. And I really am trying to help you out on there. You know, I, that's, that's where it's hard, I think, many times for detailers to learn the sales side of business. But it takes a good craftsmanship of learning how to ask the right questions and then presenting them with a opportunity. To, yeah, a, a solution. Yeah. So, so definitely think about, definitely think about, you know, those moments. Um, and then you, just because you get a no, that doesn't mean it's always a no, right? It just means they don't know enough. So hopefully you've got their email address and then you start, then you create, DJ talks about this on the podcast. So reach out to him, um, also, and he can kind of help you with this part of it, but you should have their email address and then you should create a, a whole email campaign directed towards coming back in and getting a ceramic coating. So he can walk you through on what that needs to say. And it, you know, it just drips to him, you know, two weeks later, a month later, whatever. And it's just, maybe it's about mag chloride, you know, and you talk about the effects and why the ceramic, you know, whatever you else can do to soft touch reach them after you initially talk to them is going to increase that chance of making the sale later okay okay so yeah, then was- so then also take and move that into your social media okay social media is the same way a lot of times i'm learning that we fail when when we just kind of put a photo out and say why like hey here it is right I think yeah. I've done it in the past because I don't know what to say. And so I've, I've yeah, really been, yes, yeah, to me, it's very hard to put out into words what my mind is thinking. Yeah. So I've had to really pause and go, no, Marty. And I've actually even hit, you know, send and then gone back and forced myself to edit into the comments and make an actual valid comment, you know, like, why am I posting this? What is it about? Yeah. That, so it gets crazy. I give kudos to the people that do it every fucking day religiously. Like, man, I did that for like three weeks. And I'm like, now my brain just goes blank. Like, oh, my God, I'm sitting there looking at my computer and I'm like, what do I say now? Right. So that but that is very, very vital. And it's not just a post. It's not just one to like. The more you can do, the more these customers around you will start to see it. All right. So that's the other part. You got to make sure and all your hashtags, they're all local. Talk about stuff that's going on in Denver. Um, if there's an event, hashtag that event, hashtag the Nuggets, hashtag the, uh, the Bronco, you know, whatever's going on at that time, you, you need to be relevant in your hashtags and then you need to go follow those hashtags and on a regular daily basis, create content inside those hashtags. So when somebody else posts about the Denver Broncos, you go into their feed and comment section and talk also then about it. 
Go into the Denver Bronco fan page and give your two cents, right? right? Any more things that you can do to generate a little bit of awareness so that you can funnel them to that link and they can click on the calendar button. Job, Marty. It's completely full. That's I, it's a complete full time job. There's no doubt about it. Bro, you're preaching to the choir. Like, it, trust me, I know it's a full time gig, but but if you if you want you if you want it. You want no, it. I know, I know. Like, I know. it takes work. It, There's no it, doubt about it. It's just a matter of taking advantage of the opportunity and capitalizing on that. Exactly oh, yeah. I mean, right. There's so much free marketing out there. I, so I get much. that now. I get that now. And I, I do start to appreciate that. Because, like I said, for the longest time, it was like, oh, I don't need to worry about that. I got steady work. But, you know, I mean, I was making money to survive. And now I'm like, okay, now I want play money. You know, I, I got my, my whole survival money, you know, paying my bills and day-to-day stuff. Now I want to, you know, get enough money to save up to buy me a brand new truck or, or you know, give me another house. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. But Or, or yeah, do what I finally have started to do at 41. I downloaded the Stash app and started trying to stash a little back because yeah. I don't have anything. Right. I mean, well, I, I just. You know what? I think about that too, and and I and it's 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 funny because I'm 41 too, but it, it's really the older you get, you really start to think about you know shit that you could have cared less when you were 20, when you were at your prime, and really be able to do something. Um, I never thought of, well, shit. What is my retirement gonna look like? You know, what am I? You know, where am I gonna be at? When do I plan to retire? You know, I, I never thought of any of that shit. Now it just. It bothers me because I think about it constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my biggest fears of, you know, like, well, I don't have shit going on. I need to get my shit together and, and figure this out quick, you know, while my body can still uh, handle all this beating and uh, that I'm giving it, you know what I mean? Yep. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one thing that I constantly think about, too, is what what is my retirement plan? Yeah, so, well, I say that because you're talking about new truck, new hat, like, well... If, yeah. Hopefully you're better than me, but uh, I, I literally I've just started a reti- like <laughs> I haven't had it. I've just been this is the first time in my life I've had a little extra, right? And so I'm trying to take that little extra and put it away, right? And, and honestly, I mean those those are one of the main. These are just ideas, you know, stuff that popped into my head as far as wanting stuff. But you know, of course, that's that's really I'm thinking about my future, you know, or. Because I tell the wife, we, we don't have anything. This this is it right here. Mm-hmm. We either built this to where it's nice and we can sell it and depend on that. Or we built this enough to we, we have, you know, uh, real estate. We have properties and, and we cash those in as we're getting older. So those, those are pretty much our options and save money, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, put it away in like a 401k or something, you know what I mean? Or an IRA or something. But, um, yeah, that's, but these are the things that are constantly, you know, coming to mind of, you know, the stability. I want stability. That's what I want. And I feel like I don't have that right now. (laughs) And that's what I'm trying to get this business right. So I can get that peace of mind of, you know what, it's, it's going to be okay. I just got to keep at it. That's kind of why I made the switch. I know it was very bold of me to do it, but there was some stuff there on, on top of what I was already going through. And then just just dealing with the whole, you know, 
making me feel like I coexist because of them. Like they're doing me a favor by giving me their cars that nobody wants to clean. You're meaning uh, the dealerships, so you yeah, might yeah, clarify. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the dealership. The yeah, dealerships. yeah. You know what I mean? Where I was just like, just that just really got to me. It, it really does. Like you have no respect for my industry, or for my skill. You know that that what I'm able to do. You know what I mean? So that that that, like I said, and a bunch of other things that I just told the wife. I'm like, you know what? I'm pulling the plug. I'm done with this. I'm not gonna deal with it no more. <clears throat> well, here's the good news, man. Here's the really good news. You. You only started this two months ago, and you already got one to two cars a day. Right. Like, that's pretty phenomenal, and you really haven't done a whole lot of marketing, and there's a lot of business practice that you haven't put into place, and you're in the absolute sweetest spot of ever being a detailer. So there's so much upside to already have one to two cars a day, that I think it's just, you're gonna have to. <laughs> it's funny, uh, uh, Jake from Moonshiners made a post, was it a couple of weeks ago? Of, it showed a picture of some guy in a steel mill and it was like uh, grinding in, in uh, 1909 and then the next, we had a, a, somebody on their phone with, you know, like showing their thumbs and it was like grinding oh, in, yeah. in 2019. It's like, 2019. Like, <laughs> like, make fun of it if you want. like. Yeah. But it's still the so truth. It's, it's like, if, yeah. if part of our grind as detailers has to transition from not always doing just the work and then walking away. Like, right. as soon as we're done washing the car, we got to go into to being a, a PR, public relations person, right. and learn how yeah. to market uh, socially. Because yep. you, you're right. I mean, this is the time that it's free. We don't know that it'll always be free. Um, right. You know, it, it might, but but as more and more big companies move on to social with advertisement, that right. feed gets a lot, lot tighter, and right. your customers aren't going to see your feed and your post as much in six months, right. in two years, as they are today. It's right. already changed from the past six months. It's getting right. extremely tight, and there's not there's not like there's a bigger feed. It's one feed. So the more you can work now, the quicker that'll happen versus waiting and just doing one a day. Okay. Like hours a day. Okay. So, and that, that was my whole thing. I don't know how all that works as far as, what you know how much cloud can you put on one post and then before you get the other one on and you know so you don't intertwine those posts and one gets less than the other i i don't know how all that works to be honest with you oh i wouldn't uh, i i wouldn't go you're not ready to to debate that (laughs) like (laughs) just throw it out there yeah so i I do i do want a day because i thought you know no no you you can do 20 a day but it's not just the post man i mean there's stories with local hashtag it's it's taking those and you got to make igtv videos i mean there's there's so much more to it um and it's just going to take your time at night um maybe you and your wife sitting there trying to to watch youtube videos on how to do it if, if you don't if you don't know how to do everything you know and then just spending time together writing the content editing the videos i mean i 
I spend hours. I'm not very good at editing videos, but right. I don't have the money to pay people professionally, right. you know, so I have to learn to do it myself. So for hours right. a night, I try and figure out how to do it. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's what I find myself doing. I close the shop down and I get home and, and I'm sitting, you know, at the dinner table. Always, what are you doing? I'm, like, no, I'm on the iPad. I'm like, I'm editing pictures. I'm, I'm adding our watermark. All right, well, go ahead you and know, eat with them. <laughs> yeah, eat with them. And then instead of watching TV later, do it later. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. I mean, it just, yeah, I understand. It just, if you want it it's, and it's there, you just got to, you know, you just got to do it. Yeah. You just got to do it. But, but it is, I can honestly tell you. I, but make sure she's on the same page with you. That's why I was right, like, right. sit down with her, make sure right. she's on the same page because it definitely takes a team effort. It yeah. definitely takes a team effort. Yep, it so. does. All right, man. Good to chat with you. Let me know how it goes. Get going and then, right. you know, stay in right. touch. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. Have a good one. Hi, right, bro. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hey, DJ, guess what's in a couple of weeks? Um, I don't know yet. Wait, what's, what's, what's going on in a couple of weeks? Vegas, baby. Vegas. <laughs> I figured you were going down that road. Yeah. You ready for Vegas? I am ready for Vegas. Huh? Vegas twice in a year now, though. Ooh. Yeah. Good for you. What else are you going to do while you're in Vegas besides hanging out with me? Do I have to hang out with you, though? You do, damn it. Nah, just Ben. I think I'm going to hang out with Ben. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. And you can hang out with us if you want to. Wow. We're going to go to this really nice prime rib place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if y'all want to come hang out on Friday night at Mobile Tech, Ben wants to treat everyone to ben a prime rib. Ben is taking us all out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get together with Ben from uh, Narwhal Trailers, and he wants to go eat prime ribs. So, uh but wanted to make sure DJ still wasn't a vegan. He did. He texted her, you vegan, vegetarian, or what's up now? It's we're been like, years. We're like, uh, we'll probably be at In-N-Out, but you know. Dude, In-N-Out. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I'll be in a couple weeks of In-N-Out Burger. Let's, let's go back and rewind this. Anyway, uh, coming up, Mobile Tech Expo. We've got uh, Ben from Narwhal, DJ and I, doing an environmental discussion on how to be profitable as a mobile detailer but yet being environmentally conscious and dj and i will also be doing a discussion on how to build a brand yep there's nothing more important really right now for detailers on that side of the business of marketing than learning to how to build your brand so it's going to help everybody continue on for years of uh great sales and service and continuing to grow their business so uh dj Thinking of Vegas, what is it that you are most excited about? Uh, honestly, meeting new detailers. Ooh. Yeah, nice. definitely. Well, cool. Well, we hope to see everybody there. Mobile Tech Vegas. And um, we're also going to be doing a little pint night, right? A little, a little pint, pint happy night. hour? A little happy hour. A little happy hour. From 3 to 5 on Friday. Are you wearing your beer socks? Ooh, with you know, my flip flops, beer <laughs> socks, and flip flops. You can cut the toes Ooh, out of them. I don't know this. about that, DJ. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, we'll see everybody there in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs>